This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome, filthy animals, to the 44th episode of Blockbuster Mentality, your favorite place to go for all things movies. I'm your host, Ben Secord. It is Friday, January 27th, 2017. With me, as always, is your co-host, Brandon, Big Papa Jordan. I don't really know what to say. <laughs> just, just, you know, come on, say yeah, But... Yes, it's been fun recording this thus yes, far. Yes, we are. This has been a lot longer recording than what you folks are hearing, but we digress. We are here for another episode. We have a lot to talk about today on In the World of Movies. We're going to talk about the Oscar nominations because that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I watch movies for. This is my Super Bowl. This is definitely this man's Super Bowl. That's right. But we're also going to talk about... Some movie news. We have the new Star Wars title is finally released. <laughs> Definitely going to talk about that. Ooh, I'm def- I'm interested to hear your opinion on this. Um, and we're going to talk about a whole lot more. So sit back, relax. Let's talk movies. But first, as always, let's go over the box office results because movies were released this past weekend. We want to talk about them, see how they did, see how the general public sees them as well because they would have spent money on them if they enjoyed them right i believe you are correct sir yes i am correct all right so coming in at number one in its first week is split the new m night Shyamalan film with 40 million dollars in its first week we had a review on that last week so check it out uh number two triple x the return of Xander Cage with wow. $20.1 million <sighs> in its first week. Number three, we had Hidden Figures with $15.7 million in its fifth week. Number four was Sing with $9 million in its fifth week. And rounding out the top five is your favorite movie, La La Land, $8.4 million <laughs> in its seventh week. Oh. Time, time out. Uh, I can't concur to that statement, sir. My favorite movie. I think we need to go back to your podcast and listen to you and Vinny discuss that movie. Oh, oh, oh! Right, I got confused. It's, it's yes, my favorite movie. I'm, I apologize. Um, but anything stand out to you? I can't believe how well Hidden Figures is holding up right now. To be honest with you, I'm surprised it's still even in the top five right now. It's made its money. Uh, yeah, so I'm surprised about that. But Triple X, you know, that's why there's hope for the mummy, Vinny. I know you're listening to this. Uh, the mummy will make its money, so booyah! That's so. So triple X is the reason it, that uh, the mummy has hope. Yes, just because of peop- the name of the movie. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I can. I can. I can buy that. I. I. I mean. I. I'm not excited to see the mummy uh, oh, after that know. trailer. I, I mean, I. I wanted to until I saw the trailer. I'm still going to see it, but. I don't uh I don't 
doubt that it will make money. So just want to throw that out there. But yeah, Hidden Figures, man, $15 million still. I mean, I it's know. fifth week, and it's making $15 million, $25 million budget. It's made $83.7 million domestically mm. already. And it, I mean, we're going to obviously talk about it in the Oscar nominations, but it's it's going to hold up for weeks now uh, yep. after these nominations just came out. So that's it's really going to be interesting to see how long it now lands in the top five. Uh, La La Land went from number five to number two last week. Now it went from number two to number five this week. So it, it dropped a little bit, but it's still making money. But a uh, notable uh, thing for me, just real quick, is Rogue One dropped out of the top five now. That uh, was at $7.2 million in its sixth week. But uh, not sure... It's, we're, it's box office related, but it did cross the billion dollar mark Disney, worldwide. Disney, so Disney, Disney. Yet another Disney film to make uh, a billion dollars. So they are taking over the world yes, in case you folks haven't noticed that by now. All right. So now time for the main event. That was my. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking. Dude, if you could see his face right now, you would thoroughly I'm appreciate it. I know you are. I know, I know you are. Love me that this is this is my favorite time of the year. Oscar season, award season. This is when all of the great films of the prior year get recognition, the recognition they need. There's upsets, there's surprises, there's snubs, there's all of that involved as well. So I mean it's it's I mean, because I'm a big sports fan too, so I do kind of liken it to that. You know, you have your upsets, you have your you know how how could this happen what's what's going on you you get you get competitive almost with yeah. it and that's just what uh, i've always appreciated about the oscars and it's obviously my favorite thing uh involves film so um i ahead. will say you inspired me a little bit to try stepping up my game a little bit for this review how to go catch up on some movies so just um, just a little bit. It'll be interesting to see uh, no. if we match up on our thoughts on some stuff. Nah, no, yeah, we'll 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 see we'll see how it goes. So yeah, we're gonna go over the the major category uh, nominees in this show today, and just you know say what we think. Uh, maybe save predictions for a little before the Oscars. Might give some early predictions here and there today, just because. Um, because we have the, uh, just a reminder, the SAG awards are this weekend. Uh, so we'll next week we'll be obviously talking about the winners uh, of that those awards. But the SAG awards are next weekend, and a lot of times for the acting categories, the SAG awards predict what the Oscar winner will be. So I kind of want to say what my prediction is for the winner today. That way it doesn't sway my opinion. Is that okay with you? That works for me, sir. Okay, okay. Just wanted to make sure. So let's do best picture first. Does that work for you? Uh, sir, you you take command <laughs> and I shall re- follow. <laughs> you shall receive, all right? That's wow, it. that's okay. See? Uh, wow. You must be talking about Ryan Gosling. It again. got weird, didn't it? It did. All right, so best picture nominees in no particular order. Uh, so best picture nominees, we have Arrival. Fences, Hacks- Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. So, nine films, and the Academy, uh, back I think in 2010, said they could nominate at least, or up to 10 films, doesn't mean they'll nominate 10 films every single year. I don't think they've nominated 10 films since they've announced that. Mm -hmm. They did the first year, and ever since then, it's been usually eight or nine in this case. So there was nine films nominated this year, 
anything stand out? What's what do you think of this list here? Well, I I broke my categories down into surprises and snubs. Uh, surprises, none. I'm not surprised by this. This was a very solid field this year in movies uh, for Best Picture. Can't complain on any of that stuff. So, not surprised by any of the candidates. Some of the snubs, though. You know, I I had Deadpool. Granted, it was a long shot um, for a comic book movie, but it had some pre-Oscar buzz to it, and now it gets completely shut out. It has less yep. nominations than Suicide Squad <laughs> oh, for Best man. Makeup and Doctor Strange for Visual I Effects. I was wondering if one of us were going to bring that up. Um, also, The Birth of a Nation. You know, I was a heavy Oscar contender at first until, obviously, the old charges against a uh, filmmaker in the start, Nate Parker, came out. Right. And that kind of killed all that buzz momentum for that movie. And... For me, this is kind of like the biggest snub I feel personally. Silence, Scorsese's passion project. I know gets no love really. I mean, biggest snub of the year, I think personally for all the categories I got. Yeah, I mean, for Silence not to be in there and something like Hidden Figures to be in there. I mean, not yeah. taking anything away from Hidden Figures, but Silence as a film just seems like it belonged in there. Even Lion. I mean, I could see yeah. it being in there instead. I don't know if. Uh, Scorsese only showing it to uh, a select people, uh, a select amount of people, um, kind of hurt him in any way. Because this this film, I mean, basically, because to qualify for a 2016 Oscar, you have to have a release in uh, Los Angeles and New York okay. in that year to, and then be in that theater for at least a week. He just dropped that four one one on you people. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. So even though it had its wide release in January, you probably all saw all the commercials for it in January. So you were thinking, okay, so maybe next year's Oscars. But no, this technically is a 2016 film. But, I mean, these nominations start coming out. People start voting for what they think will be nominated earlier on in December. So Scorsese wasn't showing this to anyone until late December. So I can, I mean, I think that, that kind of hurt him. But, yeah, for it not to be in there is very surprising. Oh, yeah. But... I mean, all of these films, I mean, Arrival, I was super stoked that that got in. La La Land, obviously, Manchester by the Sea. And one uh, one of the more, I'm kind of surprised, but not at the same time, just Hell or High Water. Okay. Because that came out earlier in the year, and typically that film would have been forgotten about by now. Typically, films want to be released, I think, you know, from September is kind of pushing it, but, you know, November, December is the prime Oscar season. That's when you want your film to be released if you want to contend for an Oscar. So Hell or High Water to be released in the summer to get that nomination, I'm stoked about because I absolutely loved that movie. So super happy about that. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, Silence, I think, is the biggest snub. Um, I... I, I could not believe it was not in there and and yeah disappointed as well so um i'm trying to think what uh, what what else i thought should have been in there i guess i should have been more prepared like you my friend Um, another one i'll throw out there but but, real quick i'm sorry deadpool yeah that that would have been really cool to see that it had a 10th spot available why not just put it in there but but anyway sorry go ahead (laughs) no i was gonna say sully you know i had a lot of pre-oscar buzz as well and i'll touch more on that too as well but right yeah sully that that's that's another one um patriots day even I, i did not get a chance to see that one but that one did get very good reviews i heard a lot of people having that in their top 10 of the year so that's uh that's definitely surprising as well 
Any other thoughts on that, or you want to move on? No, but I mean, just just to clarify, what were your besides silence? Did you have any other snobs? I'm sorry, I might have misunderstood. No, you. silence was the you know most notable one. I mean, nocturnal animals. I would have liked to have seen nominated, but I can understand why. I mean, these these films all like I said, all of these films don't want to take away from any of it. Nocturnal Animals I liked better than a couple of these films. Mm-hmm. So I was a little surprised, but at the same time, totally, totally understand it. Um, all right, so let's go on to the next category. Do you want to do... Let's just go quickly over the animated feature films. Best animated feature films. The nominations are... The nominees are, I should say. Kubo and the Two Strings. Moana. My Life is a Zucchini. The Red Turtle. And Zootopia. I got to tell you, I've never even heard of the Red Turtle, or I, I, I think I have heard of My Life as a Zucchini, but yeah, uh, the Red Turtle, totally shocked about. Not surprised at all about uh, Moana or Zootopia. Zootopia, I loved that movie. I think that was one of the best Disney movies in a long time, best animated movies in a long time. Kubo and the Two Strings, my son's been watching that one. What does he think? He loves it. Uh, I've, I've, you know, I, I, I haven't seen it all the way through, but I've caught bits, bits and pieces. I mean, it's deep. I mean, it's, it's definitely unique. It's not. It almost looks like claymation. I, I don't. I, I haven't looked into it much to see what the actual technology is. So it's, it's very interesting. Like I said, it, it's deep, but I'm, I'm not surprised because I've, I've only heard good things about it. But Moana, I'm hearing. Good things about good it. things about that as well. My my wife and son saw that they loved it. So, uh, but if m- my money is on Moana, but I would love to see Zootopia win it. But that's me. Any thoughts on the animated? Nominees? Well, I mean, like I said, I broke my categories down into surprises and snubs. Surprises, I had none. But now that you've actually talked about it, I guess I never heard of the Red Turtle or the My Life as a Zucchini. So. Yeah, <laughs> should have put that down as surprises. Snubs. How do you not have Finding Dory in there? I know Just, a Pixar I mean, film. I mean, that's usually a guarantee. I mean, it was. It had stellar reviews, not from just critics alike, but fans as well. A whopping haul of over one billion dollars at the box office. How do you not even get anything? Didn't even get a, a nod at the Golden Globes either. I mean, right? Yeah, that was definitely <sighs> definitely shocking. Yeah, I was definitely expecting to see that when I was watching the nominations come out uh, early Tuesday morning, but. No love for Finding Dory. I guess they do not like amnesia fish. Good job. Fish. Good job, Ellen. You, with couldn't, amnesia. Ca- you couldn't carry the picture, Ellen. Yeah. Good job, Ellen. We, lo- we love Ellen. I she's, do love Ellen. She's a, she's a fine, fine young lady. But for all those that don't know, Ben does not like female actresses. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's been a while since I said that. I just yes. think I want to remind the audience. Whoa. That's just not a big fan of the lady actresses. That, that is not true. Just wait until we get into that category. We're gonna save the best for first. All right. So what? I don't know. Let's get into the screenplay categories. I'd say the casual movie fan, the 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 average moviegoer doesn't really see this as a big category, but this is one of my favorite categories because. This is what makes the film. This is the script. This is the screenplay. This is the person who these films brain. This is their brain that it came from. So that's it's definitely an important category. And a lot of times, most of the time, whoever wins the screenplay wins best picture. 
I mean, obviously, there's two screenplay awards, Best Original, Best Adapted, so whoever wins Best Picture usually won one of those. What's up? No, I was just going to ask you for the audience, what's the difference between Original Screenplay and Adapted? So Adapted is basically a screenplay based off of something else, based off a book book or a a book <laughs> that's more than likely a book <laughs> right a short story something like that but an original screenplay is just no better way to explain it but original they they came up with it themselves so let's go ahead i actually asked that question for myself but thank you no no hey it's it is what it is all right and i'm looking at this list on blockbustermentality.com you can check out all the nominations on that website blockbuster mentality blockbuster mentality blockbuster mentality Dot com. Thank you. Thank you for that plug. All right. So best adapted screenplay. And again, it was adapted from another source material. So Moonlight, written by Barry Jenkins. Arrival, written by Eric uh, Heiserer. <laughs> Lion, written by Luke Davies. Fences, written by August Wilson and Hidden Figures, written by Allison Schrader and Theodore Melfi. So, adapted screenplay. Any thoughts on that? Well, I was a little... I didn't really know how to approach this category, so obviously we're looking at movies that were nominated for Picture of the Year in this group, so can't say I'm surprised by any of these nominations, but I guess I wouldn't have a snub because I wouldn't know which one was adopted and which one was original besides what's on this list. So <laughs> I have no snubs for okay, this category. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much to say about it. No surprises. All of these films. I mean, it's it's it makes sense. Actually, I mean, I guess a surprise or even a snub might be Nocturnal Animals. That I know was an adapted screenplay that was nominated for the Golden Globe for adapted screenplay. So, uh, and uh, Tom Ford wrote it and directed it. Yes, Tom Ford. That Tom Ford. Tom Ford. Yep. Um, he r- wrote and direct directed Nocturnal Am- Animals, and I would have expected to see it on there. I would want it on there, but it's not. But again, not surprised by any on this list. And that brings us, obviously, to Best Original Screenplay. This is this is what I call the Quentin Tarantino area. Oh, okay. The, uh, the uh, Woody Allen category, if I may. The other people who have won the award. All right, so Best Original Screenplay. Our nominees are La La Land, written by Damien Chazelle. Heller Highwater, written by Taylor Sheridan. Manchester by the Sea, written by Kenneth Lonergan. The Lobster, written by Yorgos Lenthemius and Ephthemus Filippio. Filippio. <laughs> and 20, 20th Century Women, written by Mike Mills. So when you combine these two categories, it tells me a couple things it tells me that mm-hmm. let's see uh hacksaw ridge it tells me that let's see what else i think that's it i think it means that hacksaw ridge can be written off as a big best picture winner it wasn't going to win anyways but just mathematic and statistics tell us this film wasn't even nominated for screenplay. So most likely 
it's not going to win Best Pictures because okay. again, okay. most most of the time, almost all the time, if you win Best Screenplay, you're going to win Best Picture. Picture. Or if you win Best Picture, that meant means that you did also win Screenplay. I talked about this last year in our Oscar episode, our first episode ever I did by myself. And you can find that on Blockbuster Mentality. Yes. BlockbusterMentality.com. Look it up. Yeah, BlockbusterMentality.com. That has a link to our podcast. Any podcast platform you choose, it's on there. Check it out. But, so yeah, right there you can uh, check uh, Hacksaw Ridge off the list. Do not put that on your Oscar ballot when you go to your Oscar parties because that's not going to win. It's not going to win Best Picture. It wasn't going to anyways, even without seeing the screenplay, but just giving you some statistics and logic right there but the one standout to me is the lobster was not expecting to see that in there but happy to see it in there in a nice independent film uh starring colin farrell very cool to see that and then 20th century women i was surprised to see and then obviously the other three not surprised at all la la lens winning every award by the way uh actually it it's sorry i'm i'm Taking uh, all the microphones. Super, no, I'm just watching you get super excited. Yeah. I'm just like a little kid watching like an adult, you, you know, do stuff because this is your thing. I'm. We're, we're obviously not getting into the technical categories like production design, makeup, things like that. But La La Land did receive a total of 14 nominations. But guess what? It cannot win 14 awards. You know why? Why? Because it got nominated twice in one category. It got nominated for Best Song two times. It has two songs nominated for Best Original Song. Wow. So, technically, it cannot win that 14 awards. Well, let me drop a little 411 on you, sir. Oh, snap. La La Land, nominated for 14 awards, now ties Titanic and All About Eve for the most nominations of all time. Does not surprise me at all. Poof. Wow. That was some good 411 hey, hey, there, my yeah. friend. I'm helping you celebrate your movie, brother. I'm helping you celebrate your movie. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Most Oscar wins by a movie. What do you think it is? You already know the answer? Uh, Honestly, I think it might be Titanic. Oh, and I was going to say Return of the King, too. I, I said Titanic before I saw this, but okay. So three films have won 11 Academy Awards, Ben-Hur, Titanic, and The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. A threequel, not a sequel, a threequel yeah. has won 11 Academy Awards. Jesus. Isn't that insane? That's crazy. So obviously, La La Land can win it. Um, remind me to talk about the Grand Slam of uh, Oscars once we get into all the categories, okay? Remind me. Grand, Grand Slam. Slam. Oh, he's going to write it down for us, folks. I don't want to say it now because I want to get into more of the nominees. But anyways, did you have anything to say about original screenplay? Same thoughts. Same bat channel. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so our next category, we're going to get into... Uh, let's save the acting categories. Let's go up to directing. Let's do director, and then we'll go into the acting categories. Is that okay? That is okay, sir. All right. So, best director. Man, I, I'm i going to mispronounce it, but Denny uh, Villeneuve for Arrival. Mel Gibson for Hacksaw Ridge. Damien Chazelle for La La Land. Kenneth Lonergan. Manchester by the Sea, and Barry Jenkins for Moonlight. What you got, Brandon? What you think? 
Well, I I put for my surprises. I put Mel Gibson. Um, he went from Hollywood great Braveheart to the bottom of the barrel, scraping low roles in movies, and now he's worked his way back up to the top with Hacksaw Ridge. Comeback story is now complete. Personally, though, on my snub list, I have two out of the three act- directors I'm going to put for my snubs. I thought made better movies, which I'll go right into it right now. Snubs: Clint Eastwood, Sully. Wow. Um, okay. And dude, despite making a National Board of Review's top ten films of the year, and it made a modest box office one twenty five um, at the at the box office. Um, no love, man. I mean, what the heck? Yeah, I was no surprised. love whatsoever. It had a lot of pre Oscar buzz. As I was doing my research on everything and, and trying to watch the catch up on movies, uh, yeah, I was surprised. I was like, okay, man, they and actually promoted this movie a lot. Sully was well promoted. That was one of the most, I think, one of the most promoted movies of the year. I remember watching commercials all the time about it. Uh, the next two directors, I felt like I felt made better movies. I'm just gonna say it. Vinny's gonna be mad about this, but Denzel Washington fences. Um, then he compared it to a movie uh, on a stage production set. But after watching the movie, definitely was enthralled throughout the whole entire movie. Uh, Denzel definitely came with his A-game, not just acting in the movie, but I felt directing the movie. So I felt like that could have replaced, for me, Hacksaw Ridge. But once again, biggest snub, silence. Yeah. Hands down. You, you It mops the floor with Hacksaw Ridge, if we're going to go that route, for me. Um Yes, so, I mean, it was a passion yeah. project. I mean, you're not going to... Yeah, granted, he was nominated eight times for uh, Best Director, but are you going to count that against a dude? No, we're not. So, I don't know. I felt like those were... Two out of three for me were big, big snubs. Sully, yeah, but... Like I said, my surprise, Mel Gibson, but... It's a comeback story of Hollywood, you know? Yeah, I mean, I was... Mel Gibson was mainly surprised just due to his personal life. I mean, he's... You know, had had that those issues back in the day with him saying stuff he shouldn't have said. So he's kind of was put in this, you know, black blacklist of sorts for not don't touch this guy. We we don't need him <laughs> related to our film whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But he slowly crawled his way back. He was in Bloodfather earlier on this year. If you haven't seen that film, check it out. It's it's cool. Uh, Mel Gibson badassery at his finest. It's not the best movie, but it's just fun to see Mel Gibson in that kind of role yeah. again. But he he's a great director. I, I mean, he hasn't directed anything since 2006, Apocalypto. Great film. Hacksaw Ridge was an amazing war film. And he knows how to shoot action scenes he knows how to shoot he he just knows how to direct so it doesn't surprise it doesn't surprise me he's in there you know talent wise it just surprises me that you know due to his history that they they went ahead and nominated him but yeah snubs obviously i gotta go with with martin scorsese why isn't he nominated why isn't si- i think silence is nominated for one uh one award and for cinematography cinematography so totally surprising so obviously it was eligible right there it was nominated but just not for the major awards i mean i was just thinking bro that's one of the few films i can ever recall we talked about in the podcast sitting in there sitting after the movie and talking about it it's one of the few movies i've ever remember sitting in the parking lot just discussing mm-hmm. and everybody having their own viewpoints i mean it was so deep and uh thought-provoking i mean like i don't understand how the voters didn't even like blink at it oh, okay i mean 
Still shaking my head on that I one. I know, I know. It's it 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 yeah, boggles my mind. But yeah, snub definitely is Martin Scorsese. Not getting nominated, surprise, Mel Gibson. So we concur there, my friend. But yeah, the other directors totally should be in there, so I, I can't I can't hate on that. All right, so let's get into the acting categories. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> That's what people are waiting to hear. So let's go into best actress in a supporting role. Viola Davis for Fences, Naomi Harris for Moonlight, Nicole Kidman for Lion, Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures, and Michelle Williams for Manchester by the sea what you got brandon what you think well i'm in actually with this category surprises none man it's i'm actually happy with everybody that was selected it fell in line with pretty much predicted for this this year's oscar race a lot of these people had pre-oscar buzz before you know the list was even generated so can't say i'm really surprised by um anybody that made the list no not at all yeah every everyone in this list Deserves to be in there. Not surprising that they're in there. I think it's going to Viola Davis. That's my prediction. It's going to go to Viola Davis. I would love to... I mean, I, I would be happy for her, but I, I personally would think Michelle Williams had more of a... I don't know, just more of an... I don't even want to say emotional because it's taking away from Viola Davis, but just I, I felt so much from Michelle Williams. I could relate to her character and the emotion she showed in that in that film, and she totally just breaks your heart uh, watching her. And she's only in it, I, I'd say maybe she has 10, 11 minutes of screen time, but she there's this dominates one, it. Yeah, there's this one five minute scene where it's just all right. Give her the Oscar right now, but Viola Davis. Look at the you can all you have to do is look at the trailer for that movie, and you can be. You could say the same thing for her. Yep, give her the award. So I would love to see Michelle Williams win, uh, win it, but I think it will go to Viola Davis, which well-deserved as well. So, again, I can't, can't even complain there. All right, so best actor in a supporting role. You ready for this? I am ready for this. <laughs> Maharshala Ali for Moonlight. Jeff Bridges, Heller Highwater, Lucas Hedges for Manchester by the Sea, Dev Patel for Lion, and Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals. That's I'm gonna go first. Is yeah, that okay? I was about to say, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so surprises. I, I'm taking your your uh, your format here. Surprises. Michael Shannon, but. So happy to see him in there because Golden Globes nominated uh, Aaron Taylor Aaron Taylor Johnson for Nocturnal Animals, which totally deserved it. His performance was phenomenal, outstanding, menacing, terrifying. Didn't even couldn't even tell it was him. He was that character, and that's what makes a good actor. So, and he won the Golden Globe for it. Michael Shannon. Not yep. even nominated for a SAG award, wasn't yep. nominated for the Golden Globe, but he's nominated for the Oscar, which I not hating at all because I was surprised Michael Shannon wasn't nominated for the Golden Globe, wasn't nominated for the SAG award. So for ha to have him nominated for this, I'm so excited for this because his role in that it's like totally different from Aaron Taylor Johnson's, but it's just so every time he's on the screen, you're just captivated, yep. you're you're drawn in. 
and I really think he could take this home. I, I, I mean, because this is this category, I think, is the toughest this year to predict, just because of the way the nominations have been going. If I were a betting man, Mahershala, Mahershala Ali, I think would. Uh, take it home, but Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals. I'm I'm gonna pick him as sort of a a wild card, I guess you could say. He's my pick for best supporting actor. And also, real quick, just another quick surprise: Jeff Bridges in Hell or High Water. He was great. Everything he's in, he it's just effortless. It just comes across as just he's he's just a phenomenal actor. But Ben Foster in Hell or High Water, I thought was even more captivating, did a better job, especially for Ben Foster. I mean, he's he's good in, you know, things he's in, but this movie in particular, he's outstanding in, so I was surprised to see it. And movies can have two actors from the same movie mm-hmm. in the same category, so I'm surprised that didn't happen with Nocturnal Animals or Hell or High Water, but this is going to be a tough category. It's one one of the more exciting categories because it's really hard to predict, so that's that's what I like about it. Anyways, <laughs> go on with what uh, what your thoughts I are. I mean, I'm pretty much, we got a saying at work we called, I'm going to piggyback on that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and piggyback on that. Pretty much you nailed it right on the head. Surprises, Michael uh, Shannon. Surprised because he, like you said, he didn't get nominated for anything. He pretty much sneaks in the back door over his fellow co-actor, who won the Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor. Yep. So that makes Michael Shannon. Uh, now this is his. Uh, he's a two-time nominee with the selection. So congratulations on that, buddy. And you know, biggest snub, Aaron Tyler Johnson. That's a rough day at work. You know, you win the Golden Globe. You're probably feeling good about yourself. Oscar nominations come out, and you're like, hmm. So I know that's weird. And, you know, just from doing some research, I watched a couple of the trailers. I didn't watch this movie, but I'm going to throw his name on there um, just because I, I, I kept seeing his name come up a lot when I was doing research. Hugh Grant. Yeah. Uh, from what everything I've read, the solid acting performance uh, for Florence Foster Jenkins. And I mean, pretty much everybody thought he would get a nod uh, for his performance. So uh, that was my other snub. Definitely. Yeah, because Aaron Taylor Johnson again. Um, wait, who was your snub right there? Oh, Hugh Grant. Yeah, because he he was nominated for the Golden Globe, and I believe the SAG. I'm checking right now as I draw out my words. Um, but yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I I mean, I I'm surprised he wasn't nominated over Michael Shannon, but I'm totally stoked. Michael Shannon got it. But yes, uh, uh, who were we talking about? Uh, that Hugh Grant. Guy, Hugh Grant. Yep, nominated for the SAG Award as well. Crazy, crazy man. This my my uh, my device is not working. Let's just here we go. Supporting role. Yep, yep. Okay, yes. Phew. He got nominated, and no one from Nocturnal Animals got nominated for the SAG Awards. But and also, real quick, I also want to say that I'm excited to see Lucas Hedges get nominated for Manchester by the Sea for both SAG and Oscars because he did a great job. He's not going to win either way, but happy to see him in there. All right, so let's get into the big actor categories. I mean, an Oscar is an Oscar, so if you win one for supporting or lead. It's yeah. an Oscar, so <laughs> it's not taking away from it at all. Um, it's just you're kind of in the movie more if you're listed under lead. All right, so BlockbusterMentality.com lists the best actress in a lead role. Isabella Hubert for L, 
Ruth Nega for Loving, Natalie Portman for Jackie, Emma Stone for La La Land, and who else? Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins. Mm. What you mm. think? <laughs> well, well, well. My my biggest surprise, uh, Ruth Nega. Uh, don't get me wrong, solid performance and um, loving. She got nominated over Amy Adams. Um, <laughs> and also a, a solid performance. I didn't watch this another movie I didn't watch, but I read read about Annette Benning. Another solid performance from her. She got nominated over both of them. Um She was a short she was a long shot for the best actress nod from everything I did research on. And she I mean like I said, movie solid performance, but yeah, over Amy Adams, which brings me to my snub, Amy Adams. Not oh. only do they mess up and announce her name during nominations, you leave her off the list. She knows she's a five-time Oscar nominee, but no wins. No wins. Um, so who who is she now? Who is who? Who is Amy Adams now? She, this, this is one of your trivia facts I that Sorry. I would not no, know. Bro. I'm just saying she's the new Leo. Everyone's saying oh, she's wow. the new Leo. That's ridiculous. You know, Arrival did score eight nominations overall, but they left her off uh, off the list. Um, you know, but the thing is, too, as I was reading this, you know, a couple couple sites were debating on why she got left off. You know, she was also in Nocturnal Animals. Maybe votes got split between those two movies, they were saying, and that could have been a reason why how some of those other people snuck in the back door, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, because the the thing with Nocturnal Animals, it's it's she's not really. In, I mean, she's in it. Yeah, she's plays an important part in it. But Arrivals, her movie this year. I mean, that's that's where it's at. I could not believe she was not nominated. She's nominated for both um, a SAG and she was nominated for Golden Globe. So usually, right there, that guarantees. Uh, an Oscar nomination, but not this time around. So I'm totally just shocked that she did not get it. I mean, it, it kind of makes me want to check out this L movie because this Isabella Hubert, she won the Golden Globe, was not nominated for a SAG, but then is nominated for uh, the Oscar for it. So that's interesting right there. Ruth Nega was nominated for the Golden Globe, but not the SAG. It's just you typically don't see this happen every year. I mean, usually Golden Globes, SAG Awards, and Oscar nominees are pretty pretty much, I mean, one or two actors here and there swap. Um, But this seems like it's been the most inconsistent year in a while, which it's kind of exciting to me because that makes it less predictable, you know, uh, for these awards. So I think that's cool. But yeah, I think this award, uh, I, I. I was before the nominations come out came out I thought Natalie Portman was just going to take it just because it was a good performance everyone seemed to like it I it just seemed like she was doing an impression of Jackie to me she didn't feel like Jackie she just looked looked like Natalie Portman playing doing a good impression of mm-hmm. Jackie Kennedy I've said that before uh, in our review uh but so that's the reason I didn't Jackie did not work for me. Emma Stone is where it's at. I really hope and think this is her year. La La Land. (laughs) I might sound biased at this point, but she's she's one of the main reasons this movie works so well. So if she doesn't win for La La Land, I I might be a little upset because I don't. I I I'll be happy for whoever wins. I'm not a mean guy by any means. I just 
kind of competitive. I want who I want to win. Yeah. Um, but uh, if if the only person I can see her losing to is Natalie Portman, and if she does lose to Natalie Portman, I might be a little bit more upset because that's. I guess I saw Loving, but that's the only other of five films I've seen three. That's the really only film I feel strongly that I don't want to win. But uh, but yeah, I, I really think this is Emma Stone's year is the bottom line. But yeah, Amy Adams not getting nominated. That's probably the second biggest snub to me <sighs> that's, behind Scorsese on a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I just can't believe it. I cannot believe it. Isabella Hubert, even Ruth Negga. I mean, yeah, it was a good performance, but... Not Amy? not better than yeah. Amy Adams. Absolutely, and uh, I mean I, I even mean, Annette Benning. Just the, uh, the stuff I was reading about her performance, I uh, it makes me actually want to go see her movie. And uh, and Meryl Streep, what? Why? I mean, I mean, I heard she's. I mean, someone said like they saw it just to see it and weren't expecting much, and they said like her, she's like ridiculous in it, ridiculously good. Like, but I just. I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's best actress. All right. Now it's time for best actor in a lead role. All right. So we have Ben Affleck for Batman v Superman, Gerard Butler for Gods of Egypt and London. Wait. Oh. What the Wait. freak are you oh, reading, that, sir? Oh, that's the opposite. Oh, okay, this is the Razzies. The, ra- oh, the Razzies. Oh, I, I, I grabbed the wrong piece of paper. Sorry, folks. Yeah, the Razzies came out this week as well, uh, or a couple weeks ago, whenever. But we'll, we'll get into that for a second. So <laughs> didn't mean to scare you folks there. All right, so for Best Actor for the Academy Awards, the trophy is called the Oscar. A little Another fun fact there. Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling for La La Land, Viggo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic, Denzel Washington for Fences. I I would not hate for like I want all five of these actors to win. Can can they just all share the award because I I I mean, obviously, I'm gonna lean a little bit more towards La La Land just because I loved the movie so much. But Ryan Gosling, I, if he wins, I'll actually be shocked just because these other four actors I think might have done a little bit better job acting. But again, that's not even taking away from Ryan Gosling's performance. This this is just a stacked year for Best Actor. Yeah. I mean, Denzel is Denzel. He should be nominated in any role because he's Denzel. Um, but the the one I, I kind of really just I know is not going to win. I just really want to win is Viggo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic just because I've never seen him in a role like that. And I just thought he was amazing. I thought he was fantastic. Oh, oh see what oh, I did there? I saw what you did I just, there. I, I just, I'm just so happy that he's nominated. He's not going to win. And I, um, but... I think this is Casey Affleck's year. He won the Golden Globe, which Golden Globes a lot of times don't necessarily predict the Oscars, uh, but but everyone's raving about his performance. I'm raving about his performance. It's just so realistic. It's how someone deals with loss and just... Anyways, don't want to get into a review of the movie, but Casey Affleck, I think, is going to take this award. But Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge, but he could have easily been nominated for Silence. Sorry for to take that talking point. No, that's you. not. I'm, I'm just completely. I, I'm. I'm going to be biased. I'm going to be biased because silence should be 
him nominated for Hacksaw Ridge, no, he should have been nominated for his performance in Silence over that. Completely, Absolutely. I completely agree with you on that. Yeah, so, I mean, so any snubs or surprises on the best actor? You know, I mean, like I said, the performance for Loving, I thought Joel Egerton could have snuck in the back door, back door there, so I'll send him some love. Um, definitely, I mean, it's a serious topic. It was a serious movie, Interracial Dating in the South during the Jim Crow era, Wild of Emotions, uh, very good acting from both parties. Um, so I just, I, I just figure I give him a little shout-out, maybe a little snub. And, you know, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, Sully, solid you, performance. You got, you got lots of Sully love today. I do, dude. But think about. Dude, I, know, I mean, it's... is Tom Hanks like an underrated actor? You know, you you had great performances from Bridges brought Bridge Bridge of Spies, Captain Phillips. No love for that either. I, I mean, know. he's just kind of getting overlooked lately. I mean, yeah, I mean, because he, he well, because he seemed like he used to be like the Meryl Streep. He he's in a film. He's going to get nominated. Denzel Washington is kind of leaning towards that same way lately too. Um, but but yeah, I, I am surprised about that. I mean, because it's got big names: Clint Eastwood, <laughs> Tom Hanks, the two biggest names you need right there for a director and an actor. So yeah, I'm I'm very surprised as well. It seems like an Oscar friendly film. It seems like that would have been been in there. So yeah, I can I totally see what you're saying there. But again, this is still not, that's not even taken away from these five actors. I mean, it's 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 a stacked category this year. I think it's going to go to Casey Affleck, but I think there uh, don't be don't <laughs> don't be surprised if there's a surprise in there if that makes sense. But. Mm. So that's that's the major categories. Again, uh, La La Land leads the uh, pack with uh, leads the pack with fourteen nominations, ties the record, and I'm hoping it wins thirteen out of the fourteen. I gotcha. And you know what, man? This year we're not going to have uh, any Oscars so white this year. I know. Uh, you, you have you statistics know, la- on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the last few years there was no uh, actors of color nominated. So they're making up for this year. They actually tied the record for uh, minority actors uh, nominated, which was seven. Um, I also got to drop in a little Denzel Washington. This is a seventh nomination, which also extends his record as the most nominated black actor in the awesome. Oscars. So, wow. yeah, that's no, awesome. no more of that controversy. So we can drop that. Yeah, no more. But at, um, do you think that altered the nominations this year because of all I, the backlash I mean, last I, year? I, I would say why, well, how it couldn't. Yeah. But at the same time, the movies that these actors and actresses are in were solid performances. So, I mean, if that wasn't to be the case. Yeah, and also the the whole Nate Parker thing, because, I mean, that Birth of a Nation was totally before that even came out. Um, before that even came out, it was already getting Oscar buzz, but then that, all that stuff about his personal life came out, and it kind of went down, and I kind of meant to bring that up when I was talking about Mel Gibson, and he, he got the nomination. But that was a long time ago. This Nate Parker, Parker thing is fresh. Also, keep in mind that Casey Affleck has some past things. Uh, again, we're not a celebrity gossip uh, news place here, but he has some things in his past that have been coming up recently, so that could even affect his win in the Oscar as well. So, I mean, this is a very interesting year. I'm very intrigued. Well, you know, I think we had a solid performance of everything, but we wrote this down. Uh, explain the Grand Slam, sir. Please explain for the audience. What you were referring to earlier okay, in the show. Okay, so Grand Slam is when a film wins all five uh, major categories. It's when it wins the what they call the big five. So it wins for 
Best Picture, Best Director, Best Lead Actor, Best Lead Actress, and Best Screenplay. Guess how many films have done it? I'm almost afraid to guess. One? Three. Three. Okay. Three. I, I thought you were going to guess more than that, so kudos to you. But yeah, only three films have ever done it, and that was, uh, it happened one night in 1934. That was the name of the film. Okay. <laughs> uh, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Okay. Great film. And The Silence of the Lambs was the last time it Really? Happened. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 26 years ago. I was won. literally thinking maybe you're going to drop Titanic on me or something crazy, but... Uh... No, no. Uh, so the in the last film that was had uh, the potential, had the opportunity to get a Grand Slam was American Hustle uh, back in 2013, okay. David O. Russell film. It got zero wins, <laughs> but it, it had the opportunity. But before that, it hadn't, a uh, film hadn't been even up for a Grand Slam since 1993. Which was what? Uh, the Remains of the Day. Oh, <laughs> yeah, never, a lot of, yeah, a okay. lot of interesting uh, titles. Um, but yeah, it's, it's only happened... A total of, I don't even know. Okay, this list doesn't tell me the amount, but it's about 25 maybe. But La La Land is up for a Grand Slam with 14 nominations. Obviously, five of them being the Grand Slam criteria. So, yeah, but yeah, that's just interesting. I I, I think it could definitely, Moonlight, I think, is gonna pull it out. I think it's gonna, it's gonna win if I was a betting man again. But La La Land, it's it's a safe bet too. So you have, La, twinkle, you have a twinkle in your twinkle in your eye right now. A little bit. I think the 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 biggest thing that'll hurt La La Land is Best Actor. I think that'll alter it from getting Grand Slam because I, I I just can't see Ryan Gosling getting it. I will be so stoked if he does. But we shall see. All right. So that is our Oscar nominations talk. And that took up pretty much the whole show. <laughs> well, we told you guys it was going to be well, a heavy Oscar Heavy talk. Oscars, that's right. Quickly, Brandon, what? let's do, do some opposite. What are the, some of the notable categories of the Razzie Awards for the worst, the worst movies, movies of the year? I mean, man, and this is actually starting to catch on. This is like a, a thing everybody looks forward to. Worst picture of the year, Batman vs. Superman, Dirty Grandpa, Gods of Egypt, Hillary's America. Oh man! And Independence Day Resurgence and Zoolander Two. Wow! I mean, I, you got Batman vs Superman. I'm not good on that one. If I gotta say, but uh, worst actor: Ben Affleck, Gerald Butler from Gods of Egypt, Henry Cavill, Batman vs Superman, Robert De Niro, Dirty <laughs> Grandpa, my boy, uh, Danish D Zuza, Hillary Americas, and Ben Stiller Zoolander Two. Worst actress: Megan Fox. For Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Tyler Perry. Wow, they have him listed as a girl. Tyler Perry. Boo, Amadea <laughs> Halloween. I just realized that. <laughs> wow. Uh, Julia Roberts, Mother's Day. Becky Turner for Hillary's America. Naomi Watts for the Divergent Series. And Shailene Woodley for the Divergent Series. We're supporting actress Julian Hugh, Dirty Grandpa. Kate Hudson, Mother's Day. Aubrey Plaza, Dirty Grandpa. Jane Seymour for Fifty Shades of Black. I didn't even realize she was in that. Wow, that's hilarious. Me neither. Sell Award, Independence Day, and Kristen Wilg. Wig. Wig. Zoolander 2. Worst Supporting Actor, Nicolas Cage. We were talking about this. Snowden. Johnny Depp, Alice Through the work, Looking Glass. Will Ferrell for Zoolander. Jesse Eisenberg for Batman vs. Superman. Jared Leto for Suicide Squad. Wow. And Owen Wilson, Zoolander 2. 
man. Zoolander wow. 2 and Suicide Squad are well, on there a lot. That, yeah, and guess what? Suicide Squad is also an Oscar-nominated film. It got nominated for Best Makeup. Can't believe it. But yeah, these Razzies yeah. are always interesting to see. I mean, because obviously film is subjective, and it's like, really? They're they're in that category? Come on. Obviously, Bat- Ben Affleck and Batman v Superman. He was the best part of Batman v exactly. Superman. Give me a break. So, and Henry Cavill, what, again, this they're just, they're picking bad movies, the worst and, and movies, movie, and, and then just taking, then just putting in the the worst. I'll take actor. Gerald Butler for that. Yes, one. absolutely. Because yeah. I'm never going to see a Robert De Niro because you know me. I love worst screen combos. I got Johnny Depp and his vibrant costume. <laughs> wow, <laughs> the entire cast of once respected actors and collateral beauty. Wow, wow, that's crazy. Oh Jesus. man! But yeah, that's that's that always fun to look at Razzies. And what's uh, interesting, a couple actors actually uh, come and yeah. accept the award, which I think it's cool to be good sports about. And uh, the Razzies are usually right after the Oscars. And when Sandra Bullock won the Oscar for Best Actor in uh, Blindside or Best Actress in uh, Blindside, the next day she accepted the award. She went to the. Uh, <laughs> to the ceremony for the Razzies because she was in the movie called uh, All About Steve. She won for Worst Actress in that. So that's funny when when actors win Best Actor for Oscars and then Worst Actor, you know, for the Razzies. So that's always fun. All right, so there we go. See, you you folks got a little taste of the best movies of the year and also the worst movies of the year. And if you loved some of those... Worst movies on that list. Again, it's all subjective. Do not be afraid of what you like. Speak your opinion. Do what you got to do. If it's not indie enough, walk out of the theater. <laughs> it's not indie. There's just not enough chairs sometimes. Not, not enough, enough chairs. chairs. All right. So now is going to be a little Star Wars news. We usually devote a little time for Star Wars talk. We did so... Uh, every week, when it, you know, leading up to Rogue One, we're a little further away from Episode Eight now, the next Star Wars film this December. So we'll probably do this segment, you know, every other week, and then if there's main Star Wars headlines, we'll just put that in the main news we have for the week. But uh, the biggest thing to note this week: Star Wars Episode Eight finally has a title. Brandon, you want to hit them with it, or you want me to? I. You want me to throw up on the microphone? Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, the uh, StarWars.com just released uh, on this week. I forget what day it was exactly. That you can check it out on BlockbusterMentality.com. That the title for the film, which was speculated to possibly be, you know, during Star Star Wars Celebration in April, it would be announced. Maybe it would just be on the trailer. Uh, the first trailer we saw, which might be attached to a new Disney film coming out, possibly Beauty and the Beast. But StarWars.com just randomly released it this week. So it is called Star Wars The Last Jedi. That is the title of Episode Eight. Brandon, I, you're not liking it, are you? No, I hate it. Why? Let me tell you this. When I was like one of the first people. To, I, don't, I just happened to be on the internet, and it popped up. My initial reaction was, are you joking? And when I announced it to the whole entire work crew, everybody was like, "Are you? this is a joke, right? And I'm like, no, it says it right here. And everybody gathered <laughs> around the computer, and they're like, 
then they just started making fun of it. They're like the last, so last the Mohicans and last the last dragon. We were just going nuts about it. I mean, the last Jedi, the last Jedi. I mean, dude, these. Uh, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I mean, I, I don't hate it. I mean, I, it's been a few days now, and i am been trying to let it sink in. I don't hate it at all. I've never hated it. Because um, it's, it's kind of how I felt about The Force Awakens. I didn't totally dig that title at first, but the more it sunk in, the more I was like, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. So let me see a trailer, see the context well, I of what... I have heard you say that in a while. I know, right? See the context of what this possibly could mean, because is Luke the last Jedi? Is Rey the last Jedi? Jedi is also plural, is what people are saying. So it could be it's the last of all the Jedi. It's uh, so I mean, there's there's obviously all those theories out there, but I I kind of leaning towards the liking it side, still still trying to let it sink in, but I am leaning towards the liking it side because. I mean, what, what what kind of title were you looking for? I mean, what uh, first order problems? I, I don't know. I uh, all I do know is I'm looking at this beautiful review set up by you, my friend. What? Look at this beautiful on uh, my Twitter account. Oh, check it out. We have. I'm gonna let Ben announce it because you know it's his his baby. But uh, Ben, why don't you tell him what you got into? Yes, folks, we are on YouTube now. We're doing movie reviews on YouTube now. Check us out. <laughs> but yeah, Blockbuster Mentality is on YouTube. I've been doing reviews on it. Uh, the first review is La La Land because I am doing a Road to the Oscars series. And I'm going to be reviewing all nine Best Picture nominees for the 2017 Academy Awards. So check it out. As uh, as you get ready for the Oscars, if you haven't seen the films, check out my reviews and then and then see if it's worth a watch and check them out and win your Oscar ballots at your uh, at your Oscar parties. That's that's what I'm here to help you do. So 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 check them out. I appreciate you guys all your support. Again, uh, just search Blockbuster Mentality on YouTube. You can email us at bbentertainmentcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast. We'd really appreciate it. And check out our website for all this info. That's quicker. BlockbusterMentality.com. Check that out. We're posting news stories. Uh, we're, we're, yeah. we're trying to post yeah. a couple news stories every day. We post when our podcasts yeah. happen, when we post a YouTube video, things like that. So check us out. All right. So that, uh, that's, again, so yeah, Star Wars Episode Eight. The Last Jedi, we might get more in-depth with it next week, depending on what other news comes out. But Brandon has some other news stories in the world of movies that happened this week for our cutting room floor. Brandon's going to quickly go over some news stories. Brandon, what do we got this week? Well, this is a movie-based show, but every now and then we hit a TV show because it crosses over with a movie. Uh, Legion, which is going to be tied in X-Men Universe, the director came out and said, must earn a crossover with X-Men Universe. So if it has crappy ratings, don't look for any kind of crossover. Uh, another show that connects with the Marvel Universe, Cloak and Dagger, uh, casted their actors today. Um, well, not confirmed, but supposedly Noah Gray and Debbie Ryan, which you might know her if you watch Disney's channel, Jesse. Jesse. An interesting choice because she's got red hair and daggers completely white hair. But it's cool. <laughs> no, no, no issue. Production has officially begun on Tomb Raider. Uh, that movie starring Alicia Van 
Vindicart. No, Vikander. Vikander. There you go. There you go. Man, I just butcher names like it's my job. And last but not least, Thomas Jane will punish again. Not in the Punisher, but the Predator reboot. He has been casted to join the Predator reboot. That's shaping out to be quite a nice little cast over there, so be interesting to, interesting to see what he brings to the table. Nice. All right. So that, that's it, huh? That Hey, short this week, man. I was trying to do research. No, short research. No, that's, that's, that's great. I, we appreciate it as always, Brandon. Man, what a show. I cannot wait for the Oscars. I cannot wait. It, they uh, oh, September, or not September, February 26th, at least within that week. It's on a Sunday. I know that. It is on February 20th. Yep, February 26th, the Oscars premiere. Obviously, the week before that, we will give you know full predictions. We won't go as in-depth as we did today, but we'll just give our quick predictions. Check out the SAG Awards this weekend because... That'll give you an idea of who might win for best uh, the actors. Obviously, SAG Awards are the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Only acting awards, no director or screenplay or anything like that. Uh, outstanding performance by a cast in a most in motion picture is one of the categories, and that's Captain Fantastic. Fences, Hidden Figures, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. Uh, best lead actress is Amy Adams for Arrival. And Emily Blunt for The Girl on the Train. I can't believe she... I mean, I heard she's obviously the best part of that movie, but the movie sucked. Uh, Natalie Portman for Jackie. Emma Stone, La La Land, Meryl Streep, Florence Foster Jenkins. Uh, Best Actor, Casey Affleck, Andrew Garfield, Ryan Gosling, Viggo Mortensen, Denzel Washington, exactly like the Oscars. And then Supporting Actress is... My computer will speed up here. Uh, Viola Davis Fences, Naomi Harris Moonlight, Nicole Kidman Lion, Octavia Spencer Hidden Figures, Michelle Williams Manchester by the Sea, again identical to the Oscars. And then supporting actor Mahershala Ali Moonlight, Jeff Bridges, Heller Highwater, Hugh Grant, Florence Foster Jenkins, Lucas Hedges, Manchester by the Sea, Deb Patel Lion. So check it out on Sunday. We'll let you guys know the winners. You guys will already have seen the winners, but we're going to talk about the winners Next week's show, next Friday, Vinny might be back. I don't know. But hey, Vinny, we wish you the, Hello, the best Hello. in your endeavors to not come to our show today. I can't wait to hear him scream. Oh, All right. That is pretty much our show. Again, check us out on YouTube, Blockbuster Mentality. We have a La La Land review up. Going to have another view, review up tomorrow. So check it out. We are going to give you guys a lot of content, so check us out. Follow us on Twitter, at BlockbusterCast. My name is Ben, at BCCord. Brandon is at BB... Uh, what's your... B, Big, Big Papa? Papa <laughs> BBCast. At Big Papa BBCast is his I Twitter handle. I forgot myself almost. I know, I know. All right, Brandon, that's our show. I really appreciate you... you you're doing the research hey, you did you today, speaking to... to me with about the Oscars. All right, all right. Oh, and we have we're gonna have an Instagram uh, account as well. Yes. We have it up. I just haven't really done anything with it, but we're gonna start getting that bad boy cooking too. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, all right, folks. That is our show. Any final thoughts, Brandon? No, another excellent show as always, sir. Look forward to it. Now you got your boy hyped for the Oscars. Ah. I am very hyped. I am hyped. And SAG Awards this weekend again, Sunday. 
All right, folks, that is our show. We appreciate you listening, as always. So grab your popcorn, grab your snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies.